This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. What's up? Oh, nothing. How's it going? It's great. Tell me... <laughs> tell me about yourself. <laughs> we're, we're in holiday season. We are. I feel like I'm at 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. That doesn't surprise me as much, but I'd love to hear uh, what you're doing to remedy that. <laughs> you know, I'm working on it. I know. Um, I think this is a very common time of year for us as, as people mm-hmm. to have lots of extra commitments. And the, a lot of them are actually fun. Yes. So it's like parties, cocktail hours, holiday gatherings, things with friends, cookie day. Yes, I can't wait for cookie day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it can be intense and that you forget to take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a victim to that like I was last year. No. <laughs> and it happens so quickly if you're not keeping track of it. Yeah. So I have taken the month of December knowing what I have on my plate and already blocked off my me time hours. Nice. And I feel very proud of myself in an attempt to avoid that like holiday burnout vibe for strictly the purpose of like pure joy and entertainment of like Mm -hmm. doing things that I enjoy doing but I know I need that time to recharge and even just on the drive over here today I was like it is from like 8 a.m until the second that we started recording it was like today was a day where it was just back-to-back stuff Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm gonna take this opportunity to do a little deep breathing and this is it Like, this is what I get today. Nice job. And I felt better because it was like, I'm just going to calm down for a second. And this is what I've got. And then maybe I'll have a glass of bourbon after we're done. Did that feel like, I feel like that's firstly progress because I don't know if you would have done that before of like taking the beat to breathe. I would have ruminated over my day. Right. And then like, (laughs) what did I forget? I obviously forgot something. But this is like that intentional pause, breathe, and then like keep it moving yeah that's awesome and then i have a night off tomorrow so yay we love nights off hooray we really do what about you so at the time that this will go live i will officially be done with my first full year of grad school <laughs> i can't believe that um and i'm feeling really really good about it so i started in january 2018 i am starting again in january 2019 but I look back at this year and especially this semester and I was like, wow, like you did that. You did the thing and part of it is showing up. Like a huge part of this is just showing up and doing the work because I really enjoy the subject matter. It's not necessarily always super challenging, but sometimes finding like the will within and the motivation to complete the work is can be tough. Um, and I got a slow start this semester. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm back here again and doing this and the whole thing. Um, but once I really dug into the material, I remembered why I started and I got back on track and... I was just re-energized by the subject matter. And so I'm really excited to be 
almost there. <laughs> Done with the first first full year, and I'm really, really excited for like a month off of school. It's going to be that's really a, nice. That's a thing to celebrate, not only for the milestone of a year mm-hmm. in grad school, perhaps. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but the fact that like you get to enjoy it. Yes. You get to like savor this re-energized free time that you have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be like, I'm mentally ready to conquer your dose. Yes. And your dose starts with um, stats. So <gasps> that's going to be tough. And so I will need um, wine can be delivered to my apartment as needed uh, if you feel so inclined to help me get through it. <laughs> So I'd love to just be exposed to some of the work that you'll be doing to see if I even have the mental wherewithal to do that. Because I the last time I took math was when I was a senior in high school. Oh, my God. Yeah. You fit it, You didn't have to do any math in college. No, because I scored high enough on my AP <laughs> I just gave you the look like, don't even say it. Don't even say it. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. I worked really hard. I you was failing. Oh, the wow. whole first like half of the year. Uh-huh. And then I went for extra help because my teacher made me. <laughs> <laughs> she got out of here alive. And I just scary. needed that one-on-one time to understand how calculus works. Yes. And then you the that. test came and I knew what I needed to know because uh-huh. it took a lot of the pre-exams, like the, the practice, practice ones. And sure. they, they worked. It was very helpful. I've already signed up for a tutor for my stats class. <laughs> Way to be proactive. <laughs> because I know I'm going to need them. So that's already on my list of, like, check it off because I'm I'm not terrible at math. I I imagine I'll be terrible at stats. And so I am just trying to get mentally prepared. And I've heard from other people that have taken this because there's, like, a specific math for business students kind of a thing. And they said that while it was difficult, they got through it. So I'm like, okay. I can I do like difficult, but get through it. Stats for business could be, that seems reasonable. Maybe I feel like you could like make that work. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going right. to try. So yeah, that's my update. I'm almost there. I'm really excited for some time off, but I'm still super happy with the decision to go back to school. I'm happy for you too. Thanks, Bron. V proud. V proud. Tell me about what's inspiring you. I have a newsletter recommendation for everyone yet again. We love a newsletter. This one is called Morning Brew. I already love the name of it. Love the title. Um, this is a recommendation tossed from Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shared this with me over Thanksgiving break, and I've been reading every morning since. Wow. Um, they talk about business news as it relates to the markets and, like, the impact on the stocks Mm -hmm. and industry and business and kind of like makes it relatable and understandable Hmm. for the regular folk like me. Um, But I like that the content is digestible and it's very similar to like the approach that the skim has for news related content. But this is more financial market based news. And also like interesting things about like, oh, did you know that Amazon is like launching this huge thing and it has an impact here and here's why. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just like good information to have because now I'm old. Yeah. And those are things I read about. <laughs> and those are things that we should know about too. I feel like not just to participate in conversation, but like we'll be participating in things like that. I'm mm-hmm. sure if, if not already very soon, 
than to have kind of the the platform that allows you to understand the language and then maybe like graduate to a different level at some point but that starting line is is an important place to be so that's great yeah well i'm gonna have to sign up for that and tell everybody about it we will link to our inspo in the show notes at queenspeaking.com slash 47 yeah we will what's inspiring you So this is kind of a basic one, but I appreciated it. And as you know, I tend to have like somehow it's like the last minute for me always coming up with an inspiration piece. But this was... You know, you don't need to say that. You're inspired when you're inspired. I know, but like sometimes I'm just kind of like... What's your inspiration? Like, don't make it. That don't moment. pressure yourself. <laughs> well, some weeks Let I it feel happen. like it'll be like I'm inspiring me this week, and that's it. <laughs> that's the end. But you know what it does? Actually, I should I should change and pivot the perspective. What it does is it motivates me to read closer to like the things that I read all the time. So it like yeah. m- helps me pay attention better two things that I really enjoy paying attention to, but for whatever reason I might be busy or stressed or over it for whatever reason. But knowing that we like to share these things, it gives me that extra boost to say like, okay, dig into it because you will inevitably find something that increases your happiness and joy for the day. So get to it. And so it's more that perspective that I want to land on versus the like, oh, I gotta do this. I, I love the flip. Or that's what we're learning here is how to flip things around and smile. <laughs> As always. So this is an article from Career Contessa, one of our like stronghold faves. And it is a breakdown on why soft skills are being focused on more now than ever before in the hiring process. And so employers are realizing that in some cases you can teach some of the hard skills um, for certain jobs at least, but the soft skills are somewhat harder to come by. Mm -hmm. Just essentially like being a good communicator and being a good listener and being a presenter. Like those are the kind of soft skills that they're talking about. So the article is broken down by communication, presentation, listening, visual communication, and like what you can do to improve those skills yourself. Um, I think some of these are like, natural for some people and if you're in an environment where they don't really come naturally to you but you know they'll be important to have as you kind of move through your working world then this is a great article because it does like just enough of a deep dive for you to like scoop out the middle and say like what can I do right now to work on these things and then they do like link to other things to help you do like more of a deep dive into um, like practicing them and and making sure that you have opportunities to show them off a little bit. And so what I also liked about this is honestly, it was like somewhat reaffirming because I feel like I've always been better at soft skills than hard skills. And like what I went to school for originally, what I go to school for now, like there's policy and process to it, but a lot of it is like emotional intelligence and how to communicate effectively with people. And that's something that I've always enjoyed. So reading this article was like, Ooh, yes. Like I know how to do this. Um, but it never hurts to do like a brush up as well. So I liked this one. I really like that because, and this has been a topic that's come up in a lot of random conversations recently lately. Mm -hmm. Like, it all makes sense in the conversations as they're happening. 
But just the idea that people are thinking about this more in their own workplace and also as they start to look for other opportunities of like, here are the things that I value and I'm also pursuing new leadership opportunities and here are the ways that I'm going to be able to grow. Absolutely. And having those soft skills in mind are going to make you a better asset to whatever team you're moving toward because without the ability to navigate tough conversations or just know how to present a mission or a statement mm-hmm. or a project brief clearly to your team it's going to put you in a tough situation <laughs> absolutely like you like that leadership mentality like these are all cornerstones of what leadership ends up being and i don't care how big or small your team is these are really important facets to it. So having at least the starting, like again, like having that starting point for it um, is is a good place to be. And then how you build up from there and put them into practice and, and talk about like where you're at with them, either with your manager or if you are the manager, like having different opportunities to like test them out um, will be really helpful in the long run. Love it. For sure. Good pick. I'm going to read that one. Thanks, friend. All right, Brianna, give it to me straight. We are talking about why it is important to say no to the things so that you keep your sanity Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. it comes to work and life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that executing boundaries is a really tough challenge for a lot of people, Um, and especially when you're trying to set them for the first time. I can fully raise my hand and say that that's like 2018. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing 2019 at this point. Um, so today we're going to talk through how to understand what your boundaries are and kind of figure out how you need to set them and, and where they exist in your own world and then set them without feeling guilty. Yeah. Because that is a tough place to live when you are saying no to something but then instantly feeling guilty about that no. Absolutely. And it's also that moment where, like, if you've been a yes person your entire life, like pulling the rug out from under yourself and being a no person, rightfully so, is it's really challenging. And I think that's what I enjoy about the topic today is it's not just like how to set the boundaries, but how to manage the feelings that you'll have after setting them, because it's really easy to like revert back to being like no boundaries, (laughs) yes to everything, (laughs) because it feels comfortable because it's where you're coming from, but you don't realize like what kind of damage it might be doing to your personal life or you personally and, um, or your work life. And so I think that this is a really exciting topic and it's something that I'm, I'm learning more about in therapy, honestly, is setting boundaries. And it's been really, really eye opening to learn about like what it looks like for different people and how we can intentionally acknowledge what we need and how we ask for them as well as how we set them. So how it can become like a group activity versus just like you holding on to it yourself the entire time, but how you share that with the people that are close to you and that you love. Um, and so I, this, this is one of those topics that like feels like it should be heavy, but like has a huge light at the end of the tunnel saying like, come toward me. Like, this is going to be awesome. Once you get here, (laughs) it's, it was really tough for me to execute this at first Mm -hmm. and now that I'm feeling more comfortable with it oh Oh. (laughs) the freedom it is it's exactly that it is control over your own life again when you had you did not realize that you had no control before don't give it up don't give it up or learn to learn to get it (laughs) hold on to it yes absolutely um so let's speak it queens let's get into it 
I think we should start by talking about defining our boundaries mm-hmm. and setting them in stone. Yes. Um, this one is just a, I'm going to serve it right to you. I'm ready. No one's thinking about you as much as you think about you. What? <laughs> just shattered my castle. <laughs> I think it's really important for us to make time for ourselves, but it can be difficult to do that when we say yes to every request coming our way. Mm-hmm. And the people that are asking for your support or your help on something aren't aware of how many other things are on your plate. Um, their request to you is one. A singular. Yeah. When for you, it feels like one of a million. Like throw a brick on <laughs> all the other bricks. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like this is really tough too, especially when you do have that mentality of being a people pleaser is like, I need to say, yes, this opportunity is not going to come by again. Or like this per- person needs my help. I have to help them. Right. Um, but when you're faced with a scenario, this is a really good opportunity for you to be honest and be like understanding of your schedule. And if you, if you're already feeling like, whoa, I have a lot on my plate right now, stating something as simple as thank you for reaching out. I don't have the bandwidth to support that right now is enough. Mm -hmm. And you can add to it because sometimes it is like a lovely friend who you'd be happy to support, but it's just too many things at once. It's the holidays and you got a bake sale you're preparing for. I wish. (laughs) Um, But in that situation, you can also add, I'd be happy to connect you with someone else um, or I'd love to touch base again in a month Mm -hmm. because those are both scenarios where it's like, not now, but later, but maybe later. Right. Um, And obviously that's a scenario where only say like maybe by this time, if If it's something that you actually can handle right because you also don't want to like do the false like false narrative and set yourself up for having to go through all of this again Mm -hmm. when they eventually will reach out again and I think like this is the moment where you say like thank you for reaching out I don't have the bandwidth to support you right now you do like the cringy like ah like like, "Ah, I'm so sorry but like don't say sorry don't make any excuses just say that and like get comfortable with what that feels like even if it feels like your chest is tightening like breathe through it and then I think what does help if it is a thing that you want to do later is that second part of that sentence and it allows you to breathe again so I mean again everything we talk about takes practice but like that initial cringe doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing it just means that you're doing something that you've never done before like when you do anything (laughs) for the first time is difficult and I think one of the things that helped me a lot in this process was reminding myself that people say no to me. Sure. And what that feels like when that happens. And I'm never mad at them. I'm never angry. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. I get it. And so if you put your, if you flip it and put yourself in that situation where you're like, they're probably going to get that and be like, oh, okay. And if they do respond to you and are mean, then rethink that relationship. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Um, But I think understanding that they'll also be, if you're honest with them, someone can't go back to you and be like, oh, you you need to spend time with your family. 
F you. Yeah, like, who does that? You're like, well, <laughs> that's bad to say. <laughs> so, But it does. And I think it, like, it goes back to what, I think, what, a couple episodes ago or something. Um, one of my inspirations was when Brené Brown was talking to Dax Shepard about, like, the eight seconds of discomfort versus holding a grudge or growing resentment. Like, think about if you're saying yes to people all the time and instead of having that eight seconds of what is your discomfort and not theirs <laughs> saying no and giving the like I just I can't right now or however whatever the reason is instead of saying yes and like if it's being helpful of in some way or like showing up for someone in a way that they've asked you to show up and you're coming in with all this negative baggage for that moment like that's not helping them you might physically be there but you're probably not mentally there you don't want to be there because you're thinking about the other things that you have on your plate so that eight seconds of discomfort that you're feeling just wipes out before you get to the point where you're just like I hate that this person asked me for another thing and I'm going to tell them that I hate them for. It's like, well, you said yes to it. So that feels like a personal problem. <laughs> so just keeping that that like that in mind and what that balance might feel like. Mm-hmm. I love that. I also recently listened to that episode. And wasn't it awesome? Fully. It was great. Monica was like a game that day. <laughs> just so good. Even after the food poisoning. <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> you guys should listen. It's good. And sad. <laughs> um, so I heard a fabulous tip from Lovey Ajay on episode seven of the In Progress podcast where mm. they talked about boundaries. Nice. I might have accidentally listened to it twice because I wasn't sure which ones I had downloaded. And so I downloaded more for my flight listening mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> over Thanksgiving. And I was like, I definitely listened to this already. But I'm okay with listening but to it again. But it was again. so good you listened to it again. Because <laughs> it was like 23 minutes or something oh, like that. okay. So, so it wasn't like the three hour. Yeah. But I was like, I should hear this message again. Oh, that's good though. But that is a re... Like that's that moment where you read the same book because like you need the reminder yes. of all the good content that it had. Exactly. That's awesome. And so in one of the parts of the episode, she said, quote, I think it's okay to be selfish. It's your time, your space, and your energy. How are you the best version of yourself if you have nothing left for yourself true and it flips the way we think about the word selfish Mm -hmm. and how selfish has always felt bad and it still feels bad but we need to start thinking of it differently because like if we keep saying self-care we're gonna get tired of that too but if we say we need to be a little bit selfish we need to be selfish then it becomes what it actually is instead of what the like kind of public perception of it might be. Mm-hmm. And I liked that she has questions that she asks herself because she is a public figure. So she's doing a lot of speaking opportunities. Mm-hmm. And if you obviously shift this for your own perspective, you can create your own questions. But mm-hmm. I like to give the example of hers because I think to be able to frame it in like every time I someone requests time of me having something where you can in order to like set yourself outside of the emotional response to it because I think if you as a person are like you know I'm a people pleaser I'm a yes person you immediately want to dive in and be be like I'm so in this is great this sounds perfect right um but I think to be able to kind of set set that boundary for yourself put the fence up to say I have to think about this rationally and here are some questions I need to to review. But for her, whenever a speaking opportunity comes through, um, it has to be a yes for at least three of the five questions, Hmm. which I thought that was good because it doesn't have to be all five. Right. 
Um, but she asks, will I enjoy it? Does it pay my fee? Is this something different that will challenge me or help me grow in some way? Does this elevate my profile? And does this put me in front of a larger audience? And I really think that, especially as it relates, obviously in the episode, you can listen to her talk all about that and how it relates to what she does and why it's important. Um, But I think in general, as I think about the work that I do, um, which does have a lot of events tie in, Mm -hmm. one of the things that helped me so much is setting that maximum of like, I used to overbook myself so much. Right. And if that max is booked now for the month, I pass on any opportunity. I'm like, I'm sorry, our calendar's full until XYZ date. Right. I'd be happy to talk about you, uh, talk to you about opportunities in that time frame. And that's that. Tough cookies. <laughs> Tough but cookies. I think um, your time is yours. And there's a lot of times where it will be in demand. Um, but during that time, you have the power to fill it however you want. And so making sure that you flip your perspective of like, I have control over this. Mm-hmm. When pe- like, I have the power to say, to yay or nay these things. Right. Um, and so when you put that in the framework of how you're thinking about things and thinking about requests, don't say yes just because it's easy. Right. Say no because it's for you. Yes, absolutely. And I think this goes back to like, I think we've talked about this a thousand times, how I think at one point when we were like on the journey to figuring out what this felt like for us before we even started the podcast, it Mm -hmm. was like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Right. And like so few things are a hell yes, even if they are like a soft yes. (laughs) So like that, that huge spans is not realistic at all. So that's why I really liked this This three out of five, like answering these questions need to be a yes because it's not like one extreme to the next. Mm-hmm. It is like valid and fair and relates very closely to what you're actually doing. Whereas like that <laughs> that phrase, I'm just like, well, it's not a hell yes, but I don't think it's a no. So where, <laughs> do, where do I fall in that, oh, that whole spectrum? And that was that always makes me think of that because I'm just like, I have no boundaries because nothing is a hell yes for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a good point too, of like, there are going to be, there are systems out there that work for you and they don't work for you. The hell yes. And a no is like, for me, a flipping of the coin to know how I truly feel. (laughs) If you get to that point, you know, it's a no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I just needed to affirm that it was a no. I knew it was a no, but I need to make sure it's a no. (laughs) But then like having the context around these questions then isn't just like, well, it's a no, but like, I should just say yes to it anyway. Like, it really helps you narrow the field down. And I think I like this because I think about for me for work is a very different set of questions than for me for my personal life. So I think I have a much harder time saying no in my personal life. And so I, for me, those questions are along the lines of like, do I feel like I have to be there or do I want to be there? And then really Mm -hmm. realizing what have to and want to are made up of and really trying to feel like joy within me when I'm saying yes to something. But then I was I was looking at this cartoon, you know the like the awkward yeti cartoon that's like the heart and the brain. Mm-hmm. You have to know what this is. And one of the things is like you think about it too long and it's just always going to be a no. So understanding that like overthinking is also like could stop you from doing things that actually you want to be a yes. And so I think that's why this topic is so dense because it really is super personal. And how often are you getting in your own way for things that bring you joy, but you are saying like, well, 
I don't know because it doesn't check these boxes and yada yada. So I it's it's interesting because I feel like I'm obviously doing the deep dive <laughs> right now, but I'm I love this topic because there are so many different ways to make it about you and what makes you happy and what what will help you say yes or no to a thing. Yeah. And to your point, I was having a conversation recently where we talked about how um it was it's hard, easier to set boundaries at first in a work setting mm-hmm. because it's a work setting you're like these are my professional responsibilities sure. and if you have a hard time doing it in your personal life one of the things we talked through was trying out a like you're in my safe zone group of people of like here's something i'm working on like for example you and Dan would probably be like my two people that I would pick from like a relationship standpoint and then a friendship standpoint mm-hmm. of being able to sit down and say, "Here, I've been having a really hard time with this. You're probably aware of it. And, <laughs> and I want to get better at setting boundaries around personal things and not because like for me, I just I say yes to a lot of things when I probably should have a night at home mm-hmm. and then I end up crying because I'm overwhelmed yeah <laughs> yep been so, there been there <laughs> um so having that safe space of like you as my friend it's gonna be probably difficult for me to communicate this at first but you know that I'm working on it so you'll be understanding and help me figure out how to maybe approach it differently or navigate the conversation or give me the out of being like right. Like, you know that I should say no to this, and you know that this is my Brianna night off. Right. You should have the night in, where sometimes it's the understanding, too, that the people that you're saying no to are also okay with you saying no. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a huge, huge part of it. And we'll talk about this later in the episode about, like, how to use that honesty and that trust within the people around you to help you, like you said, set those boundaries, but also stick to them and work on that guilt factor. Yes. So another piece is moving from the FOMO to the JOMO mindset. JOMO. Take that Scott Disick. (laughs) He's going to listen to this and know. (laughs) So that's the difference between the fear of missing out versus the joy of missing out. And when you say no to something, you say yes to something else in your life. For example, hey, I'm sorry I have to pass on this freelance project. I'm going to say yes to time with my fam. Mm -hmm. Or yes, I get to work on this side project I've been really pumped about. Yep. I think, you know, I feel like the secondary theme of this episode so far has been flipping the perspective. (laughs) In It's like subtitle, flipping the perspective. (laughs) But this goes right back to that fact of like the moment you stop thinking about all the people you, you seemingly feel like you're disappointing and all the people that you're making happy, which you are at like top of that list, then it becomes much easier to think of it as the joy versus the fear. And one of the things I know that you've worked on this, I know that I work on this, of like, you're saying no, and then you're like, but what about all the fun they're going to have? And you feel like miles away from it. And that like, is going to be, it's like that episode of How I Met Your Mother, when everything happens, when so like the guy that goes to the thing that always misses all the good stuff. <laughs> 
because it's like he's just there and all the good stuff happens or no it, it happens when he's not there all the good stuff happens when he's not there like you feel like you're gonna be that person like all of that crazy awesome stuff is gonna happen when you're not there so you should just go to everything yep and that's just not gonna happen maybe sometimes and, maybe sometimes but and not it's every possible time. that if you think about it like by taking this time to say yes, I'm excited about missing out on this opportunity because it gives me the opportunity to go to this thing instead, and I'm really amped about that. Right, right. And I'll just make sure to follow up with my friends afterward and hear about all the fun I missed. Yeah, and if you're the friend that invited people out, don't, like, text and be like, we're having so much fun, I wish you were here. Like, don't do that because it's not nice. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Mind, body, green blew my mind with this tip about understanding the difference between judgment and discernment. Hmm, that's like a $10 word right there, discernment. Woo! <laughs> Big money. Uh, judgment is other-centered, whereas discernment is I-centered. Hmm. So the author says in the article, I no longer want this in my life. It is centered in the self and our truth. Hmm. Discernment has power to it. Wow, where judgment is not friendly. Yeah, so it's like, I no longer want this. Mm-hmm. You're taking the power back. Yeah. And that is really, this sounds dumb, that's really empowering <laughs> to take your power back. Because you, like, I don't know, it's that moment where you, like, beef your chest up a little bit and you're like, I feel confident about this decision because I know it's the right thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. And there is, like, a lot of strength in that. Yeah, and if your mind is always in the space of judgment where you're worried about what others think or worried about how others perceive you or worried about what others are going to think when you say no, by saying, like, this is for me, I am doing this for myself Mm -hmm. and my sanity, power in I. Yeah, and that feels, and like, when you really weigh it out, like, that, that is a much better place to be. Um, one of the things I'm learning a lot about is like where your where your energy to help others actually comes from. And so if you're not taking time to like refill, like if you think of your energy supply as like a tank, and if you're not taking time to refill that tank, you're pulling from nothing. And so when you're pulling from nothing and you give nothing away, but like it's like feigning help and support and interest you crave the feedback to just fill the tank up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they're saying like, thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. And you're like, ooh, like pop up a couple notches in my tank. Like that did just enough. But if you keep giving that away, the moment when someone doesn't give you that feedback, you're so reliant on that feedback that when someone doesn't give it to you, you're angry. And you're like, why didn't they tell me that I'm such a great person for helping them? And when you're truly giving from a place of fullness and a place of like genuine and authentic like energy you are whether you get the feedback or not you're feeling good about what you just did because your tank is full and you feel like you're giving from a place of abundance versus just emptiness and so keep that in mind when you are feeling frustrated when you've helped someone and maybe they didn't react the way that you think they should have you're like where is that coming from because that feels like a personal problem you have no control over if the person is grateful if the person gives a shoot about the help that you've given like however you're feeling about that is on you and i feel like that was a really good visual for me to think about and was hugely eye-opening because it made me think about the times where i was giving from emptiness and i was giving 
giving from a place from a totally empty tank and how reliant I was on that feedback and how it didn't serve anyone well in that moment or going forward. And so really understanding that taking time to refill the tank by saying no to the things that aren't helping you and setting those boundaries helps someone else going forward or helps that person in a month when you really have the energy and the ability to be there for them fully and wholly. Yeah, I really like that, especially because I think when you're thinking about the empty tank, you're also doing it. It ends up becoming selfish giving. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're doing it solely for the receptive Mm -hmm. feedback that you're getting from that person Mm -hmm. instead of like, hey, this makes me and you feel great and I'm more than happy to do this. And it's not, it sounds like, I don't know. Like cheesy. Cheesy to be like, it's no sweat off my back. Yeah. But it really, like, at some point you really feel that way. But you want, like, that's the best place for you to give is when you're like, it takes nothing for me to give to you because I'm so full. Right. Because I've done the work. Yeah. I've done all the work to get here and this is for you. Yeah. And the way that relates to boundaries is that, like, if you're looking at the tank and you're like, wow, that it's like past E, which is generally where my gas tank is. It's like really teetering on the edge most of the time. But like if you are sitting there being like, what are my boundaries? Like to really be honest with yourself about what that looks like. And if you really don't have anything to give right there is where your boundary lives. And it becomes much, um, I don't want to say easier, but but it becomes a much more like honest argument with yourself on when to say no to things because you can visualize where you're at and that boundary becomes very very clear very quickly Mm -hmm. versus if you can't visualize that you're like yeah I've got tons to give and then all of a sudden you're really upset about what feels like nothing Mm -hmm. um and so that visual has helped me a lot in in creating those boundaries and not feeling and we'll get to this in just a second but not feeling that guilt because I'm like I need this I need time and I need to save the little that I've got right now um, for myself so I can begin to refill a little bit. Yeah. So I one time had a breakdown because I felt like I had to go to a birthday party. Ooh. <laughs> but it was, you know, I just my, filling everybody up on my empty tank. Right, right. <laughs> and the moment that you get there and you're like, I guess this isn't so bad, but I really would rather be, like, on my couch or doing a different thing. It's not because you don't want to, like, celebrate with that person, but you just truly don't have anything else to give them. And and I think there's a moment where if you were to say to that person, like, hey, I'm really struggling. Because people have said this to me. Mm -hmm. When I thought someone was going to show up for something and they didn't, but they were like, I am really at at a point where I cannot do this today. But I wish you luck and I hope you do a great job. Um, I'm sorry, I can't be there. And it's like this moment where you're like, that sucks, but I'm a friend of yours and I can totally understand where you're coming from. Now, if it becomes a pattern, (laughs) then there might need to be an additional conversation. You're like, hey, are you okay? Or are we not friends? Do you you need to set some boundaries? Because you've been saying yes to a lot of things when you should be saying no. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, But I think that's also a good reminder to go back to what we said earlier is no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. A thousand percent. Every (laughs) single time. Okay, so we're in the future now, mm-hmm. and you're really good at saying no. Great. But you've started to feel guilty about saying the no. Hmm. 
Um, I think the reason why this can happen is because we start to feel like we're rejecting others or not being compassionate um, when people are in this moment of need. Because I think that's really challenging is like, you know, someone's grandparent dying doesn't happen on a convenient day for you, Mm -hmm. but you'd still like to be there for that person. But sometimes it's a little challenging for you to be supportive. But Mm -hmm. I think if in this place of saying yes to things, it quickly can on a repeated basis and having to backtrack or feeling like you're giving up everything on your empty tank Mm -hmm. that's what starts to lead to resentment right and you don't want to get to that point um i liked this recommendation from psych central about using reminders to yourself at this moment when you're this is again like in that practice mode of you don't have to feel guilty um of saying to yourself or monitoring to yourself it's okay to set boundaries Mm -hmm. you did a good job by setting a boundary even though it's uncomfortable just because I feel guilty doesn't mean I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that one's a really important one, is especially because mine, I automatically go to like, you did something wrong. People are going to hate me. Right. Um, but let's get ready for this truth bomb. <laughs> You're not responsible for other people's feelings. Such a hard truth to come to terms with mm-hmm. because you, I, I mean, there's just so many ways to feel like you are <laughs> more than anybody has ever said that you're not. Yeah. And you can only control your actions. And if you state your needs and state your situation or are honest about what you have going on in your life, and especially if you frame that around the scenario where you might be saying no to something, mm-hmm. you that's you controlling the scenario that you can control. Right. You can't control how the person reacts to that. But I think as long as you're honest... They'll likely be understanding. Right. And that's what I was going to say is, like, if it's appropriate to be honest with the people you're saying no to, then then tell them, like, that this is a thing that you're working on. Just like we talked about how, like, pick the people that are going to be understanding and help you through this process by being a partner in, in this work and, like, talk to them about it and that you're slowly learning to that you need time for yourself or your priorities are somewhere else right now. Like, you've got school. Like, for me, I've got school. Um, extra project at work, mental health concerns. Like if you feel like you can share those things with with the person that you are saying no to or like a, a secondary person that is getting that no through a different person, like wh- however it might work, um, you don't have to get fully into it. But like sharing at least a high level version of where you're at will also not leave that person feeling like they're in the dust and I and I appreciate the like you're not responsible for other people's feelings and I agree with that fully but I've also and I'm sure you've experienced that like feeling in the like I've been left in the dust feeling and not knowing what's really going on with someone that you care about Mm -hmm. and you're like I didn't need I don't need to know everything I don't even need to know like like scratching the surface version just tell me you're okay and that you need time and and I will understand that moment Um, and so I feel like there is somewhat of a responsibility to at least share that you are working on yourself and you need some time um, and everything's okay but you just need some time and like leave it there it doesn't need to be the deep dive yeah and I think even in the sense of obviously depending on how comfortable you are with people because there might be a stranger that asks you that and you're like everything's okay i'm working through some stuff right and that's just it (laughs) (laughs) i love um 
that you always said in the early days when we were having this conversation, no is a full sentence. Yeah. Mary-Kate, man. Mary-Kate Olsen. Truth talking. She's the best. Everybody dogs me for that, but I love them. MK and A, my girls. That's true. But yeah, I think that element, too, of like being a little bit vulnerable will help people understand the place that you're in Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more, especially when you're working through this and trying to navigate your own feelings as you're doing something new and different that's hard. Absolutely. Um, I also like the idea of setting commitments with yourself to help train that boundary setting. Mm -hmm. So... One of the things that's really helped me is blocking my calendar for my own days. And earlier, this might have been like early, early, early (laughs) early queen speaking convos, but we talked about BNO and snow days, which were Brianna night off and Sydney night off. Um, And so I think a lot of times in those early days, you need a reason to get used to saying no Mm -hmm. um, or helping you avoid that guilty feeling by training yourself to commit to you time and seeing it as a a to-do on your calendar or like a a time frame that's set on your calendar, especially if you're someone who lives and dies by your calendar. You. Um, (laughs) Me. Um, But treating it as a true commitment of Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy that night. Right. Just because you're sitting at home with Netflix on and a a bowl of popcorn, that's just as important as the fundraiser happy hour that's on Thursday night too. Right. That you're like, I just don't have have it in me. I'm finally getting to the point where I'm saying out loud that I need a day during the week and a day on the weekend where I don't have, I don't want to make any plans. Like I just don't want anything on those days. And I feel like sometimes I almost get like defensive about it. And I'm like, I just don't do anything those days. And like cop an attitude with either myself or the person that I'm talking to. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry I asked. Exactly. (laughs) And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's totally fine. And then you're like, I'm in a spiral. And how do I get out of this? (laughs) Put myself here. Exactly. Exactly. Because you, for me, it's like overthinking it to the point where like, I'm going to tell them how I feel and what I need. (laughs) And it all of a sudden becomes angry face. And you're like, how did I get here? But I feel like it's this mechanism for me to feel like I'm in control before the reins get taken away from me. Mm-hmm. But if I realize, like, I just have them and they it is my day and I have the power to say no. So I feel like saying it out loud and not, like, in saying it's like, I, I just need a night off. Like, this is just a night that I'm going to hang out at home. But thanks for the offer. Um, is, is enough. But now it's the process of, like, m- making it not a like yeah I'm doing this yeah <laughs> and it's making like, it just like this is a thing that I do and uh I need this for me and, yeah, and, and I just think period anyone who hears like tonight's my night for me is like oh, why don't I do that right exactly <laughs> exactly so I feel like it's almost this moment where like who can you be unintentionally and again if your tank is full <laughs> unintentionally helping by saying out loud it's like whatever we start to be vulnerable and share what we're going through and just say like hey I need a night off during the week and I need a day on the weekend and maybe so that does like you said prompt someone to say like I could use a night during the week mm-hmm. maybe I can start saying that and maybe I can actually start doing that because it's okay to do that so that's kind of where I fall I'm on, into it. On the snow days. Yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. 
Um, I also liked this tip that I bookmarked. I literally saved this article from Shine. It was like, Shine. look back on this when you need it. <laughs> um, to So they recommended getting real with your guilt and asking yourself questions. Um, I feel like this is a lot of what we've shared in some of the hard tips of like, asking the questions out loud to yourself and hearing either verbally your response or yep. journaling the response. Yep. Um, saying, quote, do you feel like the time you don't spend working is time wasted? And that helps you get to the root of that feeling of like, what? Am, why am I like filling all of my time when I should be chilling out? And that feels like a wallop of a question. Like again, it's tough. To it set is. boundaries. <laughs> right. And like like you said, like saying it out loud just like hits you over the head with how ridiculous that feels, but is a real feeling that you have. And I think like sometimes I it's that feeling of like I'm a terrible person for wanting to sit here and just watch TV instead of go see friends. But being honest with yourself about what you actually need is like to zone the F out and have some quiet time and not talk to anybody for that recharge moment is actually what you need. Yeah. You're not like ditching your people to like continue to binge on Killing Eve, which is where I am at right now. And it is awesome. But it is because I'm like, I need to be here and like just have a non-social moment and I like you know for the extroverts of the world which I tend to like half and half it Mm -hmm. um figure out like what you need to recharge but for for a lot of us it is just some quiet time yeah that's okay and also not making it a negative self-talk moment yeah of saying like this is a great chance for me to do this thing that I enjoy doing right right exactly so Hopefully that's helpful for everybody as you begin to figure out what your boundaries are firstly and and how you need to start like throwing them up in both your work life and your personal life. But then inevitably, I think for both of us, that guilt feeling really came on strong as we started to learn how to do this better. Um, And so hopefully what we shared around how to manage that was helpful as well. I'm into it. Shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week.